What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we've got another good one for you today. We're doing a B.O.Dub show, Book of the Week. And uh, tell everybody what the Book of the Week this week is, buddy. Well, y'all, it's that Texas blood. <laughs> We're going to be spending some time with Sheriff Joe Bob. Man, I can't wait to, to uh, chat about it with you, man. But before we dig into it, did you have a good week? Dude, I'm going to try to keep a Texas southern accent the whole time dude if you could do it i'd be very pleased <laughs> no i couldn't it'd be an embarrassment um <laughs> to the people of texas or to who? probably me and the people of texas <laughs> yeah that's true but um dude this week has been tough for me man my allergies have been kicking my tail it's been uh, the worst allergy season i think i've had um it's been the windiest spring in my area that I think I've ever, um, have been a part of here and, um, <clears throat> just beat me up. So I've just been fighting gnarly allergies and, um, so with my kids. So, um, it was a tough week for me. Dude, we just, we're all rooting for you to just string together a month or two where <laughs> no one in your house is sick. You're feeling great. I think I, once like your kids get past like a certain age, you know, like that, once they get like through kindergarten, like first grade, I think that's when it all like, you know, their immune systems built up and they stop, yeah. you know, becoming little germ infested bubbles. And yeah, so I still got a few years, buddy. <clears throat> <laughs> Me too, man. I still got a preschooler. Yeah. So, um, but once you get through that stage and it's kind of smooth sailing, so we'll see. Right on, man. Did you get into any reading or get to swing by your shop uh, this week? I did, yeah. Um, so I went by the shop real quick, and um, I just picked up what was in my box, even though there was a ton of titles that came out, right? We talked about that last week. Um, so the only thing I got, which I had to pick up, was the uh, last Ronin issue five. Woo-woo! Haven't read it yet. and I'm waiting, actually, too, because I want to read the first four issues first. And then I'm going to dive into this You're going to read it all over again? Oh, yeah. Big time. You got it. I think that... Okay. So, I did actually get to read it today. But I'm going to tell you, I think that's the right way to go. Dude, you have to. It's been it's been like five months since issue four. I know. And so, yeah, I think that's the right way to do it, man. I wish I would have. I just couldn't. I couldn't wait. Yeah. And um. So I did crack it open just to f- kind of flip through it, but I, I didn't want to flip through the end to, you know, see anything I didn't want to see. I just kind of looked through it real quick and um, I had to post it on my Instagram just because I was so stoked to just get it. But yeah. um, I think I'll, I'll dive into it this weekend probably. But like I said, I want to, I want to read it all, all together. Yeah. Dude, did you look at the first panel though? Um, The very first panel of those, of the whole, of the issue. Dude, I flipped through it so briefly and so quick, like I, I can't even remember. I'm sure I seen dude, it, but freaking dude, he's just a beast. He's a Mikey is a freaking beast. Oh my gosh, he's huge. Yeah, dude. So I can't wait to I can't wait to uh, read this one. And also, it's real cool too because lately I've been taking uh, my son in there. He's three. <clears throat> and shout out to my local comic shop because they got this cool area in the back on their back wall where they have all these like little um. They're almost like little Lego figurines, but hundreds of them. And they come with like, like if you get like the turtles, they come with their weapons and like shells you can put on them and little skateboards and stuff. Like, so all kinds of little cool accessories. 
So every time my son goes in there, I'm like, you can either pick a book or you can, you know, get three of these because it's like three for 10 or something like that. My guess is, is that he's choosing three of three of those. I think he's got a book like once. Yeah. And I've picked him books up just when I'm by myself. But when he goes, he's always getting three of these guys. So like right now, he just got all the turtles. So he has um, all four turtles. He has Casey Jones. Uh, and nice. um, so they're pretty cool. And he's way into turtles right now. So um, he was the one who was you came home and he was randomly watching like TMNT the 1990 like oh, yeah. movie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. So, I look like, over and he was watching the one from the 90s, like the originals. And I'm like, dude, nice. <laughs> that kid knows what's up. Yeah, so pretty cool. But um, and then uh, besides um, that, I didn't pick up anything else, but I did get to read Slumber issue two this week as well. I think you got to dive into that as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. What you think? Dude, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, that had a cool ending. I and, thought- uh Go ahead. I thought the whole issue was good, man. Like you get a lot of like, I, I, you just get a lot more information on on the main character, you know, Stetson. Like, because yeah. in the in the beginning, remember she had that like we thought it was a flashback. It showed yeah. that little girl, but I think that was her daughter, right? Because we in in this issue, she's in a dream and she's talking to that one guy, and he's like, "You can't bring your daughter back." She's on a search for the dream uh, or for um, what do they call her? I can't remember what they call her, but she's on the search for this... Um, Valkyria, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's on the search for that uh, that character. But then that is also on the search for her. It's like they're searching for each other, right? Right. And so you get a little bit more backstory on that, which I thought was super cool. I like the whole thing with this cop who now he's mm-hmm. like freaked out and... Um, Dude, when he wakes up and he opens his fridge. Yeah, man. I didn't... Dude, I did not see that one coming. Another cool is the artwork on the dreamscapes again. Looks like this time it was very Dr. Seuss. Yeah. I loved it. And so I enjoyed it, man. I can't wait to see what happens next. I think I like what they're doing in this one, dude. Yeah, me too, dude. It's a little creepy. Um, This dream is pretty dark, you know, that she goes into the the cop's dream. And so, um, yeah, that last panel is just nuts to me. Welcome home, Dream Eater. Well, what she has to do to the cop in the dream to like get him to to come out. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a pretty dark, you know, like the first issue, the dreams kind of made me laugh. They were kind of like, you know, they kind of funny. But this one, I'm like, dude, it's darker. So like the first time around, I was thinking, you know, like Slumber, you know, I had some humor to it. It seemed like a cool premise. Uh, You still think that like, that still still carries over in the issue too. I felt like I didn't get a lot of the same humor. It just, like you said, it was much like the tone was just overall a lot more dark. Yeah, there was a couple funny parts, but it wasn't as humorous as issue one, but it yeah. did get a little darker in this issue, but I liked it still overall. Like the parts where she's kind of like, because she has some issues herself, right? She's like walking through the store and she sees like this giant fly and she's like, oh no, that's not real. Like, uh-huh. You know, she's trying to distinguish like dreams from reality. And um, <laughs> yeah, so, that so there were some parts that I did start cracking up, dude. Yeah, that big fly part was hysterical. <laughs> like it's just shopping down one of the aisles and she's like, wait a second, that's not real. <laughs> she's like, hard to tell what's real anymore. Pretty sure the bug guy isn't. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what I mean. Like it made me laugh. I was laughing out loud when I read that part. 
Yeah, cool, man. I mean, is this still a series you th- you'd recommend people jumping on? Because I saw a couple number ones at my shop still, so you could probably still you know catch this early on. Oh yeah, it's early enough where you can still pick them both up, and it's definitely something. It's fun. It's something you know something I haven't read before, so it's kind of new. Um, and overall, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm glad you liked it, dude. Because um, yeah, I want to definitely, especially the end, man. It's like you want to know what's going on because how, how dark that guy's dream was. And it's interesting too, that, uh, her reputation kind of precedes her with all these, like, uh, I don't know what to call them, but characters in the dreams, like they all know her as a dream eater. Like it's kind of, kind of interesting yeah. that she has a reputation in the dream world. I know, huh? That is crazy. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got, a, I got my delivery today. Dude. From Frank over at Coffee and a Comic, man. Uh, so unreal. It's like I'm living in a different different time, a different universe, you know? Yeah, dude. He's getting them out quick. <laughs> so I got uh, in the mail today, I picked up Bloodstained Teeth, number one. Mm, yep. Heard some good things about that. Uh, I got Naughty List, number one. Man, Aftershock is kind of pushing that dude all over Instagram. Yeah, so I'm kind of hopeful that, that it's uh, really good. I'm, you know. We mentioned last episode that we were curious about it, so I'll let everybody know after I dig into it. Yeah, let me know because that one was kind of on my radar, and like I said, I wasn't able to pick anything up. But yeah, and then I picked up uh, Punisher number two from the new Punisher run. I've yeah. heard that it's you know some people love it, some people are eh. But Frank from Coffee and a Comic, he he's saying it's pretty good. So and he's a huge Punisher fan. So I'm interested to to give that a whirl. And then I got Rogues two. Mm. So, and of course, I got Last Ronin. Yeah, buddy. Is Rogues 2 like the bigger? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You I know s- what bums me about those? I don't have anywhere to put them. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have a box that fits them, so they're on my ch- my trade shelf. Uh, but they're so long. Yeah. You know, they stick way past the trades. I I gotta find a way. I gotta find out some. That's such a stupid thing to complain about. It's not really a complaint, but. Well, I just got to figure out what to do with them. One cool thing that I really like about my shop that I go to is like they bag and board everything, right? And yeah. even like the the turtles, even it's a bigger issue than like you know the normal. Yeah. And so they still put it in its own bag and board, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mine, uh, mine are just sitting on the on the bookshelf. Yeah, I think I have issue. I think I got issue four from another shop, and they didn't have. Um, that bigger size bag and board. So it's just kind of floating in there. Yeah. Cool, man. I mean, I had a pretty busy week too. Um, but I did get to pour all over our BO dub, dude. I know. I st- uh, um, I was able to get like two read throughs. So I enjoyed this book, man. Let's dive into it. Why don't you give everybody a, a quick overview of the story? Yeah, dude, that Texas Blood, uh, volume one from Image Comics. It's uh, by Chris Condon, Jacob Phillips. First off, I just want to say this team is is um, new a new team, right? So, Chris Condon, it's his first time writing, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Um, his first, yeah, writing a comic book, right, right. And then Jacob Phillips, this is his first time as as the because um, he he's a colorist a lot on a lot of other stuff, but I think this is his first full role as um. Like head artist? As the artist, yeah. So really yeah. cool stuff they did in this one, first off. But um, yeah, the story kind of just follows uh, the sheriff in this small Texas town, uh, Joe Bob. 
they call him. I love Joe Bob, dude. Dude, Joe Bob's awesome. And um, he's just kind of, you know, living kind of a mundane lifestyle in a, in a small Texas town and, you know, dealing with just, you know, normal small city stuff. And then um, he's got some crazy stuff that happens uh, with a c- couple of these uh, residents, I guess I could say, in town. Yeah. And stuff happens that you wouldn't expect in a small little southern town. Dude, it's a gnarly place, Ambrose. Dude. Gnarly place. For sure. But, dude, Joe Bob, you want to be friends with him. Yeah, let's talk about Joe Bob first. Like, Well, it's, a, it's a, like a really cool starting point because it's a weird, the way that they structured this, right? It's six issues, but the first issue isn't part of the arc. It's a standalone no. yeah. sort of like introduction to Joe Bob. Yeah, pretty much it could be issue one, Joe Bob's issue. Yeah, but I think it's awesome how they did. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because it just kind of introduces you, right? And like immediately you're attached to Joe Bob, and you're just like, "What a cool dude!" And just like, "Oh my gosh, man!" He the stuff he has to deal with when you could tell he's ready to retire. He just wants to be able to go home and sit on his porch and enjoy his day. But dude, he's got like (laughs) duty calls, man. Yeah, it opens up. You know, he he's waking up to to his seventieth birthday, right? And so you're just thinking, Such a like, funny dude, scene. when is he gonna retire? Like, he's <laughs> got know. one foot in the grave, one on a banana peel, maybe. <laughs> and dude, it's just like, come on, man, hang up the hat and just ride out, you know, on the sunset and, and enjoy the rest of your time. But uh, he's still going strong, dude, holding this little town down. Yeah, it kind of feels like in that sort of small town, you know, when you're a sheriff, you kind of roll it to your grave. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're probably uh-huh. right. But um, one thing that I want to say, dude, is the first issue, like, not only does it give you, like, everything about Joe Bob and just the type of person he is and what he has to deal with in these small towns or this small town, but it also just gives you, like, it sets the tone for this Ambrose County. Like, dude, it's so good. Like, I could, like, I lived in Texas for a little bit. It wasn't, like, a super small town. So, um, like the culture there is just different, right? You know, you get to these smaller towns and it's just like, you know, everybody knows everyone, like nothing goes or nothing happens in that town without everybody knowing. Right. Right. And that's just the feel I get for this little town. Mm hmm. And like everybody knows everybody's personal details. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's, crazy. Yeah, definitely. There's no secrets in this town. And um, everybody knows everybody, and which can and, be a bad thing, but yeah. you know, which we'll see later, I think. And for whatever it's worth, like as you keep reading this, like even later on, like the sheriff is pretty, like Joe Bob is pretty well respected by everybody. Yeah, like even the bad guys, like yeah. give Joe give Joe Bob sort of the like. I don't know, like a decent treatment. You know, they treat him well. Like every time he shows up He's at respected, the door, yeah, res- yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I I totally agree. Pretty gnarly stuff goes down still in this first issue, though. I mean, with the some dude just decides to shoot himself in his truck right in front of Joe Bob. I know. And that was um, a little unexpected, too. You know, like you you can kind of see the day to day stuff like Joe Bob normally deals with. Like he goes and like kills a snake out in front of someone's house. Like that probably happens once a week. Why isn't he shooting it? Why isn't he shooting dude, it? Yeah, that scene is so funny, dude, where they're just watching him from the porch like, why doesn't he just shoot that thing? 
well, are you going to come down here and help me? And they're just sitting there just staring at him, dude. He's pretty pleased when he gets it with a shovel, though. Yeah, dude. So it's like, how many times has he had to go to someone's house and legit, you know, kill a snake? It probably happens all the time. I love how Joe Bob's like stock answer or response to anything is, well, well, yeah. And you dude, when you read it that like, even I think like when I read it the second time, like in my head, like I just slowed down. Yes. Because, you know, living in this, like, this little Texas town, everything is at such a slow pace, right? Dude, Compared to the uh, hustle and bustle of everyday life, like, we're living. And so, my second read-through, like, dude, I completely slowed down to, like, a snail's pace. And every time, like, I read well, dude, I just, in my mind, I'm just thinking how he would say it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how they were able to do that, man. I love it. Yeah, I know this is probably jumping the gun a little bit, but just to piggyback off what you're saying, uh, Chris Condon, you know, this is his first time writing a comic book and like stretching out the script and the dialogue like this, man. Like, I think I told you uh, a couple days ago when we were kind of shooting the breeze about about this, like, I feel like I am spending time with Joe Bob every time I'm reading this. And you kind of summed it up well, like that, like, how it draws you in, how it slows you down, how all the dialogue is so like, there's not a wasted bubble. Like everybody who's talking to each other, it all feels so real. It all feels like I'm literally either, either like in that convenience store, listening to them have a real conversation or Joe Bob's literally telling me the story he's telling somebody. And uh, that slow burn of this whole entire arc, like I really, really enjoy spending time in Ambrose County with Joe Bob. Like, Man, like I just thought how it's so well done. Like in terms of of books I've read, this is one str that strikingly feels like I'm literally spending time with these characters. Like it transports me in a way that probably sounds silly, but I mean it. No, 100%. Like it draws you into the atmosphere to the to just everything that is going on in the story. It's almost like you could be like on a ride along with Joe Bob. Like you're you're like I know. a deputy in training just sitting right there just taking it all in. Oh, man, I just think it's so, so well done. And, you know, the, in this issue one, kind of like you were saying, like the the problems he's dealing with, it's so funny because it, it, even though it's nuts, it still feels like, yeah, this is something that, that a sheriff in Ambrose County is going to have to deal with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. even the crazy bit at the end with that dude and the girl and just crazy, man. Yeah. And I mean, even like joe bob though he, it it seems too that he has had a crazy pass and had to deal with some stuff too because like in the beginning it kind of shows like a little newspaper article where he was like a hero you don't get yeah. the full newspaper like it shows like a, a a part of it but it shows like you know he he gunned down somebody or he stopped this like satanic cult or something and shows like a couple pictures of him when he was young when he had look at his hair <laughs> I know. I love it, dude. So in volume two of that Texas blood, they dive into some of his past and, uh, yeah, man. And even in this one, there's that little flashback yeah. that he has uh, at the, at the, when he falls fire. asleep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely got a storied past and it's funny because he, you know, his response and retort to everything as well. Like he's not much of a, doesn't seem like he's much of a storyteller sometimes, but other times he's a massive storyteller. And I'm just like, I'd love to sit down and have a coffee with Joe Bob and just listen to his stories. You know, he's he's got some good ones. Dude, yeah. You know, he has hundreds of stories that he could sit, just sit back and, and tell and do. They, every single one would just bring you in. 
riveting. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I thought issue one was super cool for introducing us to, to our main guy, man. Yeah. And dude, I a hundred percent agree. Like the artwork too, like just the, even just the panels of the environment, like the first yeah. three panels, like dude, it just brings you to that small town, Texas feel like. I There's think- like nothing unnatural about um, Jacob Phillips' color choices. Like they feel very real to Texas. Yeah, big time. I just loved it. Every single decision made here, I was on board for. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree 100%. And I know that some people might not be a huge fan, but you know what I love? When I get a trade, I always... I always I get excited when I'm at the end and I turn a couple pages and you get the author or the artist kind of giving you a little bit of insight to their story, to their process, anything like that. And I freaking love that Chris Condon took the time in each issue to like, just give us some, uh, you know, insight into what he's thinking. He's like recommending other comic books that he's reading at the time and uh, just kind of what influenced him for the stories. Like, I just love that. I, I mean it. Like I seriously look forward to those to that bit. Uh but it might not be in the trades. I'm reading it from the singles, so Yeah, I don't have it in the back of the trade. I wish I would, but yeah. um that's cool. And then, check that out. In the back of this he had a little QR code you could scan mm. which would launch up in a Spotify uh playlist to listen to as you're reading it. Dude I was jamming to it for like three days in the car and just yeah. like as I'm reading it, like there's some serious gems in there, man. Like such a good soundtrack. I love it. I don't think that's Dude. even in the trade either. Oh man. I, I wish they would have put that in there. They, sh- they should have figured a way to get that in there. There's like, you know, Elvis songs, uh, Johnny Cash, some white stripes. Um, Dude, it's so good. Nice, dude. I'll have to check that out. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll send you the link. It's super, super cool. Yeah, they I'll even post the I'll post the link to Chris's uh, Spotify playlist in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Yeah, no, good idea. They should have put that in here. They could have. I wonder why they didn't. Yeah, interesting. But yeah. I mean, that's go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, um, issue one dude just really, really brought me in and really like I was ready to go, ready to keep reading. Sucked me in. What What, what about you, dude? Hundred percent, man. It was a total game changer to me, too, the first time I picked it up because I was reading it as it came out. It was one of the first I've read that was like this, that there was slow, uh, um, methodical. Uh, it was so different, but so compelling. And, and I don't know, I, I, it really like changed my mind and opened me up to what stories comic books were capable of telling. Yeah. It's so well. Yeah. But my question for you is, as you as you finish one and open two, is it a little jarring? Cause all of a sudden, if you're not sure that like one is kind of a standalone, like all, and all of a sudden there's, you're just sitting there with Randy. Are you a little like Randy? What the heck? Um, no, I don't think so. Cause issue two kind of opens up still with, with, uh, Joe Bob and his wife. Right. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're with some new dude sitting in his, <laughs> in his California apartment and uh, it's just like, okay, so now this, because I finished one, right? And right. that dude who shot himself in the car, it seemed like he said, he was saying, telling Joe Bob that he killed his wife. That, yeah, I, I thought I got that too. So, and so then when I'm picking up issue two, I'm a little like, what the heck? 
Am I not going to be able to find out what happened to that dude and his and his wife? It does end up coming back up in issue three. But just as I'm reading two, I was a little bit like, hmm, weird. Yeah, it's almost like, um, you know, he it's almost like they couldn't get into it because he automatically like the very next day had to deal with another murder that popped up. Right. Yeah. So he was like kind of just rolling to the next to the next crime scene. Right. That dude who died in issue two at the beginning, man, with his like rigid arm sticking up, like, I don't know what happened to him, man, but yeah. it wasn't good. No, it doesn't look good. And one question I wanted to ask you about this whole series is like, what did you think of like the parts where the, you know, like the violent parts and, and um, I guess like the gore parts, you know what I mean? Like, what was your take on that? I thought that it was, uh, I kind of want to ask you to, to, to ask me what you really mean. So, okay. So <laughs> like, I feel like you're set for instance, no, 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 totally not setting you up. So like me, like I like, you know, like I, th- there's a, there's a line I think that almost goes a little too far. Like when we read Berserker, some of those scenes in Berserker were like super gnarly, right? Where to yeah. me, if it, if it wasn't, um, if the artwork wasn't done in, uh, the way it is, it would have been too much. Right. Yeah. Like a little too much for me. But this, like, I think they do it perfect where it's not too much. And some of the stuff is kind of off panel, right? Where you don't even see it, but you can just imagine what happens, right? And just so yeah. that's kind of what I was asking. Like, what do you, th- what do you think of that? Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Uh, like the action bits of these scenes kind of ha- happen off panel. And we get to see the effect. Yeah. Like we get to see the dead guy here. To be fair, Later on, when Randy gets himself a little carried away, you do see some stuff, but it's not, you know, still, it seems like the the most gruesome or, or gory parts are kind of left left off panel. And I was reading a, an interview with them, and they are actually talking about how they, they do that on purpose, because they think that it's better to actually have your mind kind of fill that those bits in. Yeah. Because uh, then each reader can do it appropriately to their own sort of... Um, imagination, right. you know? Yeah. And that's because I'm sure for me, it's a lot less intense than it is for somebody else. <laughs> I'm like, he just pushed him down the stairs. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Like, I think the word you used, appro- I think they used the, the art was appropriately done. I think, you know, like yeah. on, on those type of scenes, like the violent scenes, I guess you could say. So I liked it. But I didn't like feel myself at all thinking, man, I wish this. I, like it still feels intense enough. No, like, yeah, there's no yeah, part yeah. of the intrigue or anything like that. That, yeah, they nailed it. Yeah, for sure. No, I felt like I'd come in and be, and and pretty much say what we had just said, and then you were like, "Oh man, I was really hoping it would be a little." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, not at all. Like I love the way they did it. Like they did it so. Like I think they did it as best they could. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, we get we get to meet Randy here in uh, issue two. You know, he finds out his brother dies, so he's on his way back, right? And he seems like he has a sketchy past. So he's from this town. Him and his brother are kind of two kids that grew up there, and they were always little troublemakers. I'm sure you know of, of the town, so everybody knew him to be rotten kids. And he left to try to get away from it and start a new life, you know. And his brother just, you know stayed in the hometown and just caused ruckus. So no one really liked him, right? Yeah. And when when he comes back to town after his brother dies, right, he's coming to uh, figure out what happened. 
And he, he initially doesn't even know that his brother, you know, that it was a, a murder, right? He That's just, right, He yeah. just is like, oh, my brother's dead. I got to go back home. <clears throat> doesn't yeah, want his girlfriend. probably thought it was like an OD or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't want his uh, girlfriend to go because he knows like he has a checkered pass, right? And he's going back to his hometown. And I love how they like, again, bring that small town feel back. Like he shows up. Everybody knows who he is right away, and they just the hate diner him, dude. Lady pissed at him. Yes, dude. They losing her mind. No one likes him. They're just like, great. Here he is, and even though like he's a changed dude, you know, he even says he's like, I quit drinking, I quit smoking, like I turned my life around. They still know him as that terrible kid who you know fr- that's grew up there, and so he just yeah. comes back and he goes right back into to where he was you know like he never it's almost like he never left right yep yep and that's going to come back to bite him in the butt too in a big way after he spends some time there yeah because uh he ends up drinking again and that leads to <laughs> to some big old problems yeah he makes some bad decisions you know it's almost like you know they say like if you you know like you you roll around with a bad crowd unless you leave like you can never get away from it and obviously like he left which was a good thing, kind of ch- turned his life around. And now he's returning and he like falls right back into that same yeah. lifestyle that he used to live right from that town. Like you can't, you can't escape that, you know, when you're, when you're there. So he, he, he goes back. He's like immediately talking to Joe Bob. Joe Bob spills the beans about the fact that this was a murder, not just, you know, his brother dying. Yeah. And uh, that kind of, hits randy to his core a little bit he's a little bit i think at first he's kind of at terms with his brother dan like he almost kind of just figured the day would come yeah but then when he finds out it's a murder there's that there's a couple panels where he's just like why why this violence why this senselessness uh but as he's spending time there he gets wrapped up and involved in his brother's affairs right because it turns out his brother or owed one of these crime lords some money and apparently Randy and his brother uh, Travis used to be partners before right. Randy bailed. And so the dude's like, Hey, if your brother owed me money, he's dead. You now owe me the money. And uh, so he's caught in this weird spot, right? Because now all of a sudden he's back home. He's in this place where he's, you know, being hounded by his brother's past while also trying to solve his brother's murder, you know, isn't it's like this really like, so you can just imagine the kind of psychological torment of just those two things, but then being back into that place, which he tried so hard to flee Mm -hmm. uh, to move on. Like he, now he's smack dab all right back into like the sea of madness. Dude, he's wrapped up into the thick of it right away for sure. And like, he has like old girlfriends coming up to him from the past like this girl named sarah she she meets him in the hotel room and like you know she's like telling him you know she loves him and i know like dude he's just immediately right back in the thick of things dude like he never Uh left and it's funny too because when he got back home he didn't want to go home right yeah he stayed in a hotel but then when stuff starts to get a little rough, he's like, all right, yeah, just take me to my house. Yeah. And I don't think he should have. <laughs> no, because that definitely like triggered him to to go back to his old ways for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, for Randy to be in this situation where now he's home, he's finding out a little bit more about 
uh, he's he's probably not surprised to find some of this stuff that's kind of you know verifying that his brother was indeed kind of uh not the best dude yeah he finds drugs he finds a gun uh he finds alcohol all over the place and he's tearing up the house and this is when the narrator kind of just tells you you know randy decided he's gonna have a drink yeah and so he goes to the bar uh and just i think he has too many man like he's immediately back into his alcoholism. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, you hang, you know, you, you leave that troubled life behind. And obviously he struggled with it big time, you know, because I think there's even a couple parts where he's like talking to Joe Bob and he's like, dude, like I'm doing the best I can. Like I quit drinking and I even quit mm-hmm. smoking, you know. And, um, but once you go back to, you know, his, his old stomping grounds, um, and, and then, on top of that, you know, he's dealing with his, his brothers. Now he finds out it's a murder, you know, then he automatically, after talking to this Sarah girl, he's like, I know who it is. You know, this guy yeah. hated my brother. It's gotta be this guy. Yeah. And you know, he's got it in his mind that it's him for sure. You know? Yeah. And the other thing that he's also kind of dealing with on the side is his, girlfriend from California who really loves him and is just a little bit over the top you know she's not giving him any space drives down to see him in Texas and he just loses his mind at her yeah and she she, like she's even later on she's talking to a friend she's like that's not him that wasn't him there's no way that was him you know like it was a different person and she's totally different than this uh, small Texas you know lifestyle she lives at you know like, I don't know how to say it. Like, just that's because they're in California, right? Yeah, I believe so. I yeah. mean, somewhere, something like that kind of urban. I thought, yeah, I thought they were in California, but I could be wrong. But yeah, so she lives a totally different lifestyle than where he's from, you know? Yeah. And, well, and I think uh, another scene real quick of why he kind of gets it in his mind that it's this um, Teddy. Uh, it's Teddy, right? Teddy Kuttner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because not only is Sarah saying, you know, like when when she she comes to talk to him, she's like, dude, Teddy hated your bro. Your bro like owed him, yada, yada, yada. And so Teddy's immediately like, okay, Teddy or not Teddy, excuse me. Randy's like, all right, I think Teddy did it. But then he gets almost like, I don't want to say kidnapped. He gets, you know, taken out to, to Teddy's ranch. And um, Teddy shows up and this is when he demanding money, right? And kicks yeah. him in the face. And so now you have that. So put those two together in, in Randy's mind. You're like, for sure, this dude killed my bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because at first when he jumped the gun and was like, oh, yeah, it's him. You know, I was like, wait a second, bro. Like, you just got one little bit from this girl named Sarah you haven't seen in years. Like, you're automatically just going to think it's him, you know? But then that happened and I was like, okay, there's a little bit more justification for you, you, you know, you thinking he's the killer, right? Yeah. Dude. But so in, uh, issue five, kind of the end of four, it seems like who the heck is Randy shooting here, dude? He's like, got somebody from a bar and then he take, the, takes this dude back to his apartment for some reason or his home. 
Yeah, this is the dude blast who blast the dude and the is that the guy who kidnapped him? This is the dude who originally held him at gunpoint and like took him out to um uh Teddy's farm, right? He so he works for Teddy, probably I don't know if it's his partner or whatever. But he goes to the bar, you know, he he starts drinking heavily again, sees in there. And then we don't really see what happens from there. We just see him back at his house and, uh, yeah, shot this guy right in, like, the abdomen. You know, the thing that you were mentioning earlier about the violence and seeing it, I feel like what it also accomplishes is a buildup of anticipation and intensifies the drama of a scene. Like here where it's just three panels of his face. He's looking down. All of a sudden, you see he's holding a gun and he's got blood all over him. And then just the dead body on the floor. You're like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Yeah. And, dude, if you look at the three panels, right, for me, like the first one, it almost looks like he's like like relief, you know? He's just like – and then the second one, he's like – he's like, like huh? yeah, he's like in shock or, or like sad. But then the third one, he's like, okay, he's realizing what he did, right? And so I love the expressions on the face. I love how they have those all side by side. Super cool um, panels yeah. right there. What? So he's back home. He's trying to solve his brother's murder. He's mixed up in all his brother's stuff and some personal affairs of his and mixed up in relationships of his own with people in town. All of a sudden he's drinking again. Now he's committing murder, uh, more or less. He kind of shoves this guy down the stairs. His girlfriend shows back up. He kicks her out. Like, what, what do you feel and like is actually happening to Randy? Like, is this like a sometimes I, I I wondered if like he if he was almost sort of like dealing with some mental issues, man, because it's like it's a hard break. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it seems like, you know, he kind of shows I think it's towards the end where he kind of has like a flashback of his past. Right. And so I'm sure he lived a rough, you know, he had a rough upbringing, I'm sure, which led to why him and his brother were just two crazy dudes and troublemakers, right? But I don't know, part of me, it, it's almost like, um, how can I explain it? Like, if he wouldn't have left town originally, he would have been this dude, I think, right? I what, uh, what do you mean, what dude? He he would have been he would have been still a, a troublemaker, right? He would have oh, been just like yeah. his brother. Yeah, so, yeah. Like after the initial like shock, I think of you know after he shot that guy, it's almost like he was like, "All right, like this is me. Like I know what to do. I'm just I'm going to clean it up and I'm just going to move on." You know what I mean? Like he went back to his old self from when he lived in that town. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And then I mean, so. What do you think and kind of how this story wraps up? I, I think we should do our best to kind of dance around it a little bit because I feel like, you know, the way this is the slow burn, I don't want to – it slow burns on purpose. So let's try to yeah, give for, new readers for those, around Yeah, it, for those who haven't read it, we're not going to spoil it for you, but the last, the last issue is um, so good. And, um, yeah, we can't tell you. We can't tell you what happens. Yeah. But, I mean – did it li- so you've got all this all this anticipation this intrigue like bubbling at the surface just really kind of feeling like it's slowly rising to the top right you, you feel like the ending lived up to that anticipation for you 
Yeah. Does that question make sense? <clears throat> yeah, no, it does. I, I think it does, man. Um, I think it was, I mean, cause I don't know what other way they could have done it. You know, like I think it fit the story. Like you said, the pacing was great and they stayed true to that. And then what I love too is you get to still see like Joe Bob just kind of stays even keel through the whole thing, dealing with it all, right? Which I love. And like he's never surprised. He's just like, he's done crazy things so much. Like when things hit the fan here, he's just like, well. Well, yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? How did you take the end? Uh, I freaking loved it, man. Uh, for all the reasons you're saying. Uh, I did have one question for you though at the very end uh uh never mind too much spoilers Listen, i won't ask you but um, you gotta ask me now so at the very end that kind of look that um i guess this won't give too much away but at the very end when joe when uh randy's sitting in the in the car mm-hmm. the very last panel like what's he thinking you think like because he's he almost looks satisfied yeah and i think it kind of goes back to the three panels i was i I just referenced like in in that first funny because it is three again yeah and it's almost like he's you know he he never left town you know like he's just he he shows back up and he's back to the to the randy that he always was before he left town and he knows it you know Mm -hmm. he it's like he never left home yeah. Do you feel like there is a part of him that's happy to be back home and that even with all the craziness, like, like maybe he missed it a little bit or something? I don't know. You, I kind of get that feeling a little bit like, you know, cause that maybe, you know, he, he moved cause he, he wanted to make quote unquote, you know, a better life for himself and change. But maybe he did miss that rough lifestyle. You know what I mean? Where he was that kind of maybe, dude with his bro. Yeah. And Marsha just wasn't cool enough. He needs a Sarah in his life. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, I he, mean, he jumped in, he jumped back into her arms pretty quick when they were in town. It didn't I take mean, long, bro. <laughs> I don't think he was really smitten with Marsha, man. Yeah. Also, I thought it was funny that his girlfriend's name was Marsha and Joe Bob's wife's name was Martha. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's funny. Dude, I I just, I mean, I really was taken back by this when I first read it. Like, uh, and this is my, like, I think my third, my third time through the, through this first initial arc. So I'm really just curious to kind of hear what you, what you thought the first time you read it. Uh, was it was the slow burn like really different uh, for you uh, in terms of, you know, and did it work well in a comic book format? Um, would you recommend this to new readers or would you not? Would you think a seasoned reader? Uh, so those are kind of a string of questions. I'd be curious. Yeah, to you're throwing a lot at me right now. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I just had a lot of questions. No, dude, from my perspective... Um, I definitely think new readers should pick this up. Um, and for me, it was better the second time through reading it. Like the first time I really enjoyed it. I was like, dude, what an awesome story. And the art mixed together just brings you in to this small Texas town. Like, like you mentioned earlier, you're there the whole time 
with these people going through all, you know, everything they're going through and they make it so real. And, um, but then the second time you read it, like I told you, like, dude, it, I just slowed down, like reading it at a pace you think it should, you know, like in this Texas pace, I guess you could say, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, total sense. I mean, that's what I was saying. It's like one of the coolest stories because I literally feel like I'm spending time in Texas with these dudes. Like, yeah. It's crazy. So well done for, I mean, for someone's first dive into writing a comic, you know, I thought it was incredible. Me too. He did such a great job. And same thing with uh, Jacob Phillips art, like so good. You know, I thought uh, what he did with Joe Bob and how he gave him this grittiness of like a weathered look of somebody who's obviously been a sheriff for forever. Yeah. But he still got that friendly Texas, not only like draw in his, in his talk, but in his look, like there's nothing about him. That's like unfriendly. Like he just seems like a really good dude. Yeah, for sure. And, and, um, not only like the story, but how it ended I have like so many questions still, right? Because it ends on a note where you're like, okay, there's still crazy stuff going on in this town, right? That you want to know how Joe Bob's going to deal with it. But then going back to like issue one and the stuff that Joe Bob's dealing with in his past, I want to know more about that too. And you kind of mentioned that volume two kind of dives into that. And so I know this is an ongoing series and so, um, at, like, at, like I said, I think new readers can pick this up and I can't remember, I don't know where they're at right now and, or what issue they're technically on, but, um, I want to go out and pick up the next volume. Dude, I know. And it's so good. There's another, there's a new character in the, in the second volume, another kind of detective and, uh, dude, he's so cool. <laughs> I mean, he's so rad. Uh, and him and Joe Bob team up team up well together, and it's Joe Bob younger, as far as I can remember, I believe. But yeah, it's a it's a really good story. Yeah, like I'm looking. I think in in July they'll be on issue 15, so it's got to be on the 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 third volume by now, right? Yeah. So the yeah. the second trade's already out. And now they're working on the third, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So this is something that you know I'm definitely going to pick up um, volume two. And then I can probably start getting the singles and yeah. be, be caught up. So um, I guess to circle back to your question, um, yeah, new readers, um, people who've been reading comics for a long time, you know, I think I think everybody will enjoy this. And um, dude, it'll 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 suck you in, that's for sure. Yeah, dude, I'm just looking at the covers for the next arc here for 14 and 15, anyway. Yeah. Dude, Look I don't at, know what they got planned, but it looks freaking good, man. <laughs> I know. I don't dude, know what's up with this one with the dude in the chessboard on number for f- number fifteen. 15? Creepy. Yeah. yeah, and look at lo- young Joe Bob. I know, dude. It's like a, this is one of these worlds, like whatever, like Chris Conn and Jacob Phillips have done here. Like I could literally just, I just, this could go on forever. Like so many stories could be told in this Ambrose. Yeah. Like, 
you know, whatever the characters are. I just want to, I just keep wanting to spend time here. And not only that, like, dude, they can do like spinoffs too. Like how That's did... That's what I mean, yeah. Like, like, just keep it going. Keep the world going. Build it up. It, make it bigger. Yeah, like, give me a spinoff of Randy and his brother. Like how did they yeah. get to where they, you know, where they were? And, you know, how did Randy even up end up leaving? Like what happened to get him out of there? You know, like I, I want to know that. There's so much. And 100%. They, yeah, they, 100%. the way they created this world is fantastic yeah so that leads me to my next question what are you going to rate it and i think we'll we'll change things up this time we'll just give it an overall out of 10 what do you think mm. an overall out of 10 gosh dude and then let us and then you know break down how you felt about the art and stuff but dude i for me i'm going to give it a solid nine dude yeah like the artwork i thought was fantastic it just the the landscapes the just everything the way he captures emotion on all all the, the characters were so well done um joe bob was amazing um I, i'm gonna give it a nine just uh story was great it'll it, everything just sucks you in every character felt real right like even the smaller characters that just played a little bit of role like the dude behind the desk at the um <laughs> at, at the uh, hotel the the yeah the, or the, the dude behind the desk at the convenience store yeah. when joe bob's trying to decide if he should get beef jerky yes or like dried fruit or something like and that that's exactly how i would picture that you know like they did it perfect so i'm going to give it a, a solid nine for sure what about you dude well really quick before i do i love like so issue one and it and like it opens with texas yeah like landscape and then a couple shots and then it ends with a landscape of Texas again. Uh, the last, the, so the very first panel and the very last panel are just landscapes. Yeah, and they're great. Are, and they're great. But what's so cool about that, and this is what they were saying in their interview, is that Texas becomes a character. Mm, yeah. Like it's its own living, breathing thing. And they're like kind of saying like, you know, you don't get that with any other state. Like Connecticut's cool. But it's not going to be the character of a story like Texas is. Texas, Texas has this like lore about it that it lives on as its own sort of character. It's super cool. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I'm I'm going to go uh, nine and a half, man. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I just I knock it point five on the writing just because uh, I thought the ending uh, maybe could have been a little bit more of a surprise. I think. There were a couple of giveaways early on, but mm -hmm. I still loved it. And yeah. that's just a very tiny. I mean, we're talking 0.5 point here. So hear me clearly. It's an amazing ending. Yeah. Uh, but I think if I had to do anything, I would say uh, the ending wasn't such a shock to me as I wanted it to be, maybe. But I, I can't remember if it was a huge shock to me the first time I read it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and the art is perfect. I, I, there's nothing I could critique about the art, not a thing. Yeah. So nine and a half for me, man. Dude, what a fun story, man. Um, definitely, if you guys, you know, if you haven't read this, definitely something you should go pick up. You can get volume one and two now and then jump right into the volume three that they have going on right now. So, um, yeah, check it out. Yeah. And check it, and I'll check out the show notes. I'll put a link to uh, Chris's uh, Spotify playlist. Yeah, I want to check that out. So, yeah, put that in there because I'm going to go check it out as well. For sure. Yeah, I will. Dude, next week is free comic book day. Dude, it's going to be so fun, man. My local shop has so much cool stuff going on. I think they have like uh, three local artists who are going to be doing uh, signings in there. 
Um, one is your of boy them going to be there. Yeah, one of them one? is Eric Henson. He's done, dude. He's done all kinds of stuff. He's done stuff for Last Ronin. He's doing a twig cover. Um, I have a cover from I think Noctera mm-hmm. issue one or two. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so super stoked that he's going to be there. So I'm going to try to get in um, early enough to um, see if I can get him to sign my Noctera book. So that'd be cool. That'd be so cool. Yeah. And then ask him on the show. Yeah, I'll say, listen, Eric, man, we love you, dude. Um, come hang out with us on a Hanging in the Lair episode. It'd be so cool to know about the process of of what it's like to be, like, how do you get the opportunity to create that cover? Is it a surprise that reaches out to him? Like, how does that all work yeah, out? You yeah, yeah. I don't know, That'd but he's curious. awesome. I mean, I mean, his art is fantastic. Um, definitely go check him out if you guys haven't. Uh, Eric Henson. And... Um, yeah, but um, what what books are you looking forward to for Free Comic Book Day? The two biggest for me are the, the TMNT. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I believe that Lemire's uh, The Bone Orchard Mythos has a prelude coming out on uh, New Comic Book Day. Yeah, Day. So that I'm looks pretty cool. That. Dude, there's so much stuff coming out. Like, I know, it's hard. It's like I could see here for you know a good 20 minutes just listed them off because they all seem fun, but those are the two biggest. Yeah. I would say uh, the turtle me. one for sure. Um, there's another one called um, Clementine. So kind of like, looks oh, like a um, yeah, spinoff of the walking that. dead. That one looks pretty neat. And so there's something for everybody for sure. I think that um, you guys can pick up big time. Yeah. I love free comic book days. They're just super fun. Stores always try to pair it with some sort of fun activity or sale or something else going on in the store. Yeah. Uh, such a cool time to be a comic book fan. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, all day Saturday. Also, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, man. Also, if you are if you have kids that you want to get into comics, there are always a ton of like specifically you know, comics for kids on free comic book day. So take them with you. Yeah, I'm looking at some right now. Like they've got this one that looks pretty cool. It's like uh, Captain Underpants and Dogman. Um, My so, daughter likes those a lot. Yeah, and so definitely um, kids can get involved. I know my uh, local shop, they're doing a ton of stuff. Like I said, they're going to have people in there doing signings. They're going to have giveaways every hour. I think they're doing um, – they have these things that they're called like surprise boxes. I think they're like 30 bucks, and they're full of like – I think they're like five or six comments and you'll get like um, cool variant covers. I've, I've bought a couple before in their past and in the past and they're just super fun. And so, um, yeah, hit your local shop, support them and just get out there and have fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a cool day. Yeah. I know uh, my, my, uh, my boy, Frank, he has all the free comic book days listed on his site too. So check out coffee and a comic. Oh yeah. So Did you get support Frank? Is there anything else coming out next week that you're looking forward to, man? That you think you should let people know about? Oh, yeah, dude. Um, so not only am I going to be checking out all the free comics, but um, Twig is coming out. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And, and also I'll kind of tie it in because Eric Henson's doing a, uh, his own exclusive cover on that. And so I want to try to pick that up as well. Um, I don't know if I – I know they were doing like pre-orders for it. And I think there was limited to like 500. So I might have missed the boat on that. But I'm definitely going to try – and then um, Little Monsters 3 comes out next week as well, which I'm looking forward to. So, Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Going to be a fun week. What about you? Uh, outside of those, those are <laughs> definitely the two I'm most excited about. Yeah. But also, I've been reading Deadly Class from uh, Rick Remender mm. f- for a while. I've been collecting in the trades, but 
uh, 52 drops and it's nearing the end of its run completely. So uh, just kind of excited to see where that's going and be along for that ride. And then another Rick Remender, a righteous thirst for vengeance. Uh, I believe it's seven. number I think it's seven. seven. Yeah. 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 Seven. So cool. Those are the four I'm mostly looking forward to. Yeah. It's going to be a fun week next week, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, man. But speaking of next week, what do we got on tap next week here at the CBL? Yeah, dude. Next week, we're going to be doing a Hanging in the Lair episode. It's going to be super fun. We're going to be just chit-chatting about um, books we're trying to catch up on. And um, hopefully, we can get some uh, recommendations from some people over in our Discord and um, get that conversation rolling. And then we're also going to be diving into the last last two episodes of Moon Knight. So, it'll be fun. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with them. And uh, how they're going to end it. Me too, man. They, I, there's a, a lot of stuff that feels like needs to happen in six. Of course, that's just how I feel now. So I hope that uh, whatever happens in six is satisfying. And yeah, I think uh, that's kind of what we mentioned last week um, from our last hanging in the lair episode. That we the last two episodes are going to be pretty fast paced. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it'll be cool to kind of um, finish that finish that series up and um, see what they do with it. Heck yeah, man. Cool, man. Well, how can people follow us and uh, know when our show's dropping everything? Yeah, definitely subscribe to our show. Um, leave us a review. That'd be super awesome. Share it with a friend. We'd love that. Uh, check us out over on Instagram, the comic book lair. Um, like I said there, you can always see what we're picking up, what we're reading. And um, if you want to get further involved in the conversation, head over to our Discord. And uh, we're chatting all things comic, MCU, DCU, movies, all that fun stuff. Um, so it's always cool to... Um, dive deeper into conversations and that's where we get like recommendations for what you guys are reading. That way we can check out stuff too. And, um, from there, uh, you can check out our website if you guys want to support us and, um, let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. We have a cool uh, feature on the website where you can, uh, leave us a voicemail and, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, in the meantime, keep reading comics. Cowabunga nerds. <laughs> <laughs>